Affectation. No, layaway. Oh. I started recording. <laughs> it don't, it don't, we only we started on sexcation though. <laughs> <laughs> so so they're not gonna have any of the context before it. <laughs> good. Very good. <laughs> oh. Hello and welcome to Sketch in Review. We are at the final episode of the sea of season 47 of SNL. Natasha Leone and Japanese Breakfast. Oh, boy, we made it. Uh let's let's uh let's get the big news out of the way before we start the episode. Uh goodbye to Kate McKinnon, A.D. Bryant, Kyle Mooney, and Pete Davidson. Uh, they have all officially left the show. And everybody but Kyle Mooney had a big, nice goodbye. I think Kyle Mooney's got cut for time. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most crushing thing I've ever heard. <laughs> but it's so Kyle Mooney. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. It's a poor guy. I really like his stuff. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, man. Uh. So, uh, so, yeah, the, uh, what's it, the uh, the Jonas brother uh, couldn't make it or something? I don't know what, we want to jump into the cold open? <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Sorry to just completely no-sell your joke, but I don't quite <laughs> understand what you mean. <laughs> I was trying to remember. It's a, uh, I, I use mnemonics to remember everything because I'm just shit at remembering <laughs> things. Uh, and so... I was trying to get Harry Styles' name, and so I thought uh, of a different boy band, the Jonas Brothers. Uh, <laughs> and that was that was the connection that uh, my brain failed to make. Point here being, um, it seems like she when she walked up on stage, she said, uh, "Yeah, I wish I was Harry Styles as well," which is a funny joke, um, and also explained why uh, I didn't know the names of either of the two people uh, in the. Uh, 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 lineup for the finale of the uh, season. Yeah, uh, Harry Styles. I think it's just because he like dropped an album probably the Friday before. <laughs> oh, okay. So there was no announcement or anything. No, he, it didn't cancel. Oh, okay. No, so I got no idea. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's jump into the cold open before we get to stuff said in the monologue. Oh, off, yeah. Off, off to a strong start we are today. <laughs> well, it was kind of like a cold open, if you think about it. We did, we entered into a into it cold. Uh, <laughs> anyway, if... uh, I mean, <laughs> let's face it, this cold, this cold open is just a sketch. It's kind of wild that they had just a regular old sketch as the cold open. <laughs> yeah. Not to mention, it's like a sequel, sequel sketch, because how I've seen countless Three people are in a room talking about something weird. Two of them have good experiences, and Kate McKinnon gets molested. <laughs> it's a it's a uh, it's a conclusion sketch. It uh, I guess this one was a, a national favorite, uh, the alien one. Mm-hmm, probably. I mean, listen, it's a good bit, and Kate McKinnon definitely turned it up to eleven. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I always got the vibe from the previous versions of this, and maybe I'm just straight up wrong, but my vibe from it was usually that, like, the two people were faking that they had an alien encounter, and Kate McKinnon actually had the alien encounter. 
And so they were just lying and saying a bunch of nice alien things. And she was like, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. But uh, I either I just completely misread it or uh, um, they changed it or they just decided it was that and I was wrong the whole time. Either way. I, I uh, always took it as that there were two aliens, two <laughs> alien races that abducted people. Most of the time, you get the good aliens. And then some of the time, about one third of the time, <laughs> you get but the bad ones. But now we know <laughs> that there's one group of aliens. Where there are the nice energy aliens and then the horny gray aliens. <laughs> and the horny gray aliens uh, will fuck you if they get you. Uh, but the uh, <laughs> but the uh, the fancy energy aliens will just tell you nice things. You know, we really just built a uh, built a, a whole cinematic universe over these three sketches. Mm-hmm. I will say that, like, these have never been my, like, favorite Kate McKinnon-esque sketches, but they are, like, but they do play to, like, the common denominator audience in which everyone giggles the entire time and loves it. It is true. It is true. Uh, it was it solid, is, it... and it's, this is a solid farewell for Kate. She gets, like, she gets a full, like, thank you people of Earth and live from oh. New York. It's Saturday night. <laughs> I always felt like I was an alien anyway. <laughs> uh love her love her so much it's fun that we got like two very much like kate mckinnon says goodbye sketches in two episodes <laughs> what was the last one uh then the princess sketch oh yeah that was a very cute one oh <laughs> uh. anyway solid cold open no real notes it, it, she said it, you just gotta i figured what the hell play the hits and this this sketch is just play the hits, Kate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's true. Uh. Uh, Alright, so now we can move into the monologue. And yeah, Harry Styles like released his album like the day before. It's a huge hit with like everyone besides us. <laughs> <laughs> That's not Harry Styles' fault. I just don't search Harry Styles very often. Mm-hmm, me neither. <laughs> Without... Uh... <laughs> Uh, uh so i will say uh i figured out i figured out what i'm gonna start doing for monologues next season is i'm Ooh. going to institute the uh check mark uh system in which how many check marks you get is based off of how many things you do that i fucking hate in a monologue i'm uh, going to take your check marks and make it into a random bingo board every time because <laughs> i'll be having more fun if i'm doing bingo <laughs> Uh, I one... won't send you the bingo board, though. <laughs> Good. I'll just let you know whether or not I got a bingo. <laughs> uh, maybe you can post it in the show notes <laughs> for the podcast, <laughs> your bingo card. <laughs> uh, this one got four check marks from me. Okay. With that being said, loved it. <laughs> no, yeah, no, it was a great one. She's so New York that it kind of hurts a little, and I love that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. She, she straight up, she did this entire monologue basically as, like, somebody you meet on the subway while you're waiting for your delayed six train. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Also, we got to see Maya Rudolph and fucking Fred Armesian, so that was great. Yeah, yeah. They both had great impressions of her. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, it was a fun monologue. I like the. I don't know. I don't have anything to say. It was. It was just a good time. Oh, another solid line was just uh, she loves SNL because it's different unions fighting. Uh, yeah, uh, so after the monologue, we have a pre-tape that comes before the commercial break, which is, like, very interesting just show schedule-wise. The whole schedule was weird this episode. Yeah, but also they have, like, uh, they had a fucking long-ass, uh, weekend update, so everything gets kind of thrown off when you do that. I guess that makes sense. Uh, so we get the stupid (laughs) pre-tape. Stupid pre This was, listen, I feel like this is a sketch they should have already done. It's so simple. It's true. And it's just a bunch of people saying they're stupid and then doing stupid things just makes you giggle. It's a funny one. <laughs> and then like, and I vote. Vote because you get a free sticker. <laughs> <laughs> you can put it anywhere. <laughs> there are no rules. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. That's not my grandson. I just remembered. This is my grandson. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, very good. <laughs> there are people. <laughs> there are people with mental illnesses and all sorts of things. We are not them. We are dumb. <laughs> I. I also. There's something funny about someone unabashedly being like, "I am a stupid person." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. <laughs> It, it falls in the same vein, and we'll get to it with guy who just bought a boat when he's like, I have a small penis. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so after that, we get the Yankees radio announcer sketch. And oh boy, was this a fucking doozy. It was a lot of fun. Uh, so New York, also. <laughs> just violently violently uh, uh, a Sarah Sherman uh, sketch <laughs> where uh, they just, to the point where like, I saw her, I, I thought she was Sarah Sherman for a while, and then when she wasn't Sarah Sherman, I was like, I can't, I'm, I'm now, I can't believe that uh, um, there isn't a sketch where the two of them are doing a dueling cowboys against each other, because <laughs> I just, I want to see them both like, just yelling <laughs> New York yeah. at each other. Well, you, you you have the two sides of New York, where Sarah Sherman's the New York Jew, and then Natasha Leone is like the gutter grime of New York. Jesus, she'd say it too. I like it's just. Oh fucking a! Oh, I just I love I love when they do the black and white filter because it's always fun. Yeah. And they always get to do the silly voices, and everyone likes doing the silly mm-hmm. voice. How did Joe DiMaggio get Marilyn Monroe? He's Italian. Italians aren't even white. <laughs> oh my god. Everything. Oh. <laughs> I think... She's, she has the perfect everything to be delivering that. Mm-hmm. All those lines. All those oh. weird acts. Like, you don't know half the people she's fucking mentioning. I mean, you know, not not in the case of Joe DiMaggio or Marilyn Monroe, but... Uh... Or Mickey Mantle or Babe Ruth. All right, fine. They picked famous Yankees. Uh, listen, there's a lot to pick. <laughs> Greatest sports franchise in the history of America, without a doubt. Oh. 
Uh, fucking this entire sketch though gives me in baseball. There's this fun little meme. Uh, about uh, so one like one like show announcer accidentally uh got caught saying a homophobic slur on air. And he didn't know the mics were on, and so it's like two innings later, they like tell him, and he's like, "Oh!" So he starts making an apology, and in the middle of his apology, this baseball player hits a home run, and so he's like, "I'm truly sorry to everyone who I offended. Uh, I will be better." And that's a home run by Castellanos. <laughs> and this just gives me such huge energy with that because the entire time while while Natasha Leone sent me that. <laughs> well, you not just send me that right now. I'll send it to you after the recording. <laughs> as, as Natasha Leone is going on this diary about how Babe Ruth ate a child once, you just have Mikey Day being like, and that's a base hit ball. <laughs> <laughs> a base hit ball. Uh, I uh, uh, loved, loved it. Uh, after that, we get the uh, kickoff to Summer Jamboree. Uh, it was fine. I don't. This one was one of the weaker sketches of the night. I feel. Uh, this is the one to... where yes. Keenan, so yeah. this one was very unfocused. Um, it was weird because it had a lot of great jokes in it. it had a lot of great ideas. Uh, they found a really good game very early on, where like. Yeah, they were there. So first off, they're playing off the Sandlot um, bit. No, where, no, 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 uh, no, 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 no. You're thinking of Senior Prom. The sketch before this, Keenan oh. is on. Keenan, her. Oh God, I forgot they did two Kyle dance Mooney. sketches. Kyle and Mooney are at a dance. Yes. and they're the band. <laughs> this one I actually kind of liked, despite the fact that it's like. It's a- almost a cake that, sketch. That like, is aimless. It's... It doesn't go anywhere. I think my favorite part about it is they, they do these sketches from time to time. And anytime Keenan is the one who has to be like the main singer, it's the same fucking song all every time. It's just ba da 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 and it's so like it keenan manages to sing nothing doing nothing in such a way that like you fully recognize that nobody had time to actually write a fucking song and keenan's just trying to fill in the idea that there is a song here uh it's just so charming i don't care it's just, it why, it's just wild to me that they've picked that, like, they're just like, no, this is it every time. <laughs> Never once even changing up the rhythm. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if there's, like, he was supposed to sing a song. No, 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 because no. Just... it's exactly, this every, if you go back to every sketch where he, where he does, where it's him interacting with his band, specifically, he only does... <laughs> He only does da 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 da, which is wild because he also has what's up with that. He has a full <laughs> other number that he can do. You can't misuse what's up with. Oh, that. I'm not saying that he should do the audience that, would never forget. Obviously, he shouldn't have done. He, it shouldn't have been what's up with that. But I'm saying that he can handle like an actual song. <laughs> yes. No. <laughs> so I'm I'm curious if there's something here that's just like Keenan riffs and then he just does that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. 
Oh, but, anyway, but yeah, I mean, no, it's, uh... this this sketch was hard. It was like I said, it's one of the weaker sketches for me, just because it feels a little like aimless in it. We set up, we set up where Keenan's like, "Hey, I'm I'm Treese. Uh, these are these are the other people in my band. Uh, this is Kyle Mooney. He he plays the keyboard, and then this is uh, my landlord. She plays the harmonica. Landlord and roommate. Landlord and roommate." <laughs> Uh, anyway, and he spends, like, the first, I think we can designate as, like, three, probably thirds of this sketch. The first third, he's trying to figure out what's wrong, and she's being super dodgy about it. The second third is interacting with the psychic. (laughs) Yeah, and actually, we should open with the fact that this first third, where something's wrong, and he's, uh, uh, being weird about it, uh, made it feel like this sketch was gonna be about this weird, intrusive guy that's, like, like the, the, exposing the personal lives of everyone in his band. Because mm-hmm. the focus of it is not on the fact that, like, you know, anyone can have a bad day and cry in their car. Uh, but, uh, the, uh, uh, but, like, the fact that, but all of the, the focus is put on the fact that he called that out, so then when it goes to the next part, and it is something weird about her, but then it's something weird about both of their relationship as a, it just, there's no, you're right, there's no focus. It, it's not, it's not clear what the running joke is, but all of the characters are still fun, and it's fun to hear them interact in their weird space. There's mm-hmm. just not enough time to build anything from that that isn't a one-off joke. Yeah, it's, it's. Like, there's, like, one, like, solid joke in it, I think, in which it's like, it's like, I'm getting an R, and Keenan immediately goes, R. Kelly, stay away from him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, uh, Keenan kind of steals the show a little bit in a, in a sketch that's not about him, I guess? But, but the, but the problem but is... But they're is his lines, and he's reading them, so, Yeah, like... but the problem is that the sketch is also kind of about him. He's the lead singer, and he's the one who's trying to get to know what's happening with his landlord. It's true. No, that's the... Ugh. But you it's don't, a want, very but you don't strange want the sketch to be about him because you want to find out what's up with, with the landlord. And then we find out what's up with the landlord, and then it just switches to an entire other sketch where it's watch Keenan watch his clothes get burned. Yeah. Which all of these bits are funny. I, I wouldn't call it a bad sketch because every single part of it I had fun during. It just has no focus. And it's I'll do just... it. I'll call it a bad sketch. It's a bad sketch. It's not a bad sketch. It's, listen, it's, listen, you can enjoy bad sketches. You enjoy the horse sketch. The horse sketch. I is... enjoy the horse sketch too, but I admit that it's a bad sketch. <laughs> yeah, but this is different. This is a bad sketch. There's no, no. There's no difference between this and the horse sketch. Oh, there's plenty of difference between this and the horse sketch. <laughs> I'm sorry. Keenan doesn't kickflip a horse in this sketch. Therefore, yeah. it's the same. <laughs> If he kickflipped the horse, you're right. It would have been a little bit better than the horse sketch. Damn. <laughs> I don't know. I think uh, there's too much. There's. I think that uh, it's... I think that there's... Yeah, I think it's unfocused. I think it fails in a lot of ways. But uh, I think that it it builds a lot of strong... It builds a strong character. Uh, it builds strong characters. And uh, I think it's 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 good for that. I think it's fun for that. I don't think the, I don't. Th- here's the thing: I don't think it builds strong characters. What's Keenan's character other than he's the lead singer of the band who lives who's roommates with his landlord? Those 
a lot of cool things. No, that's nothing. That's fucking nothing in in a sketch. They didn't do anything with it. He's he's roommates with his landlord, who is also on stage in this band. Yeah. So this band has a lot of complicated. Yeah, but then why isn't the sketch really about that? The sketch. And like I understand that, like because but it is room- kind of about because that. they're roommates. The the entire the entire point is eventually you find out that the landlord broke up with her boyfriend and he's coming to her house to burn her clothes, but he mistakes Keenan's clothes for her clothes, yeah. and then Keenan just watches as no one does anything to help. <laughs> That's right. That's part of their relationship. She decides to choose her clothes over her friend roommate uh, tenant. She does that. It's it is about their relationship. They have characters. I don't know. It, it it's just an didn't, interesting character. It just didn't work for me. <laughs> I, that's fine. <laughs> All right. Since since we're fighting, we might as well move on to the senior prom sketch because I feel like we're about to have two very different opinions on this sketch. Oh too. no! Because I <laughs> loved think? this sketch. <laughs> I like the sketch. I just okay. think it fell down in some ways. But yeah, <laughs> go for uh, it. So this next sketch is uh, it takes. It takes, uh, like Connor was trying to say, it takes the Sandlot, uh, you know, uh, Animal House, all of those style of, like, end-of-school films in which we just get a voiceover, oh, Stand By Me, in which we just get a voiceover of what happened to these people after this movie ends. And yeah. everyone from this high school is a bad person, it seems like. <laughs> Well, that's not true. That's not true. Some of them have to be good people so they can go missing or get murdered. That's right. <laughs> and so yeah the running joke is it's an old joke but it's always fun where it shows all these people having fun and then uh except it doesn't do the pause and the pause is kind of part of the fun thing about that thing where like you know someone's having a good time and then it pauses and then it dramatically Mm -hmm. zooms in and then it shows what happened to them uh i I don't know it's it that's kind of a big part of the bit for me and i'm sad that it's not there but uh anyway uh and so uh, the this one also was a little unfocused, but less so than the last sketch. I mean, this that, one uh, this one has a solid through line, which is that I forget her name, but it's like Rachel Finster or something like that. I think it's yeah, it's almost Finster is right. Yeah, it's like Rachel Finster is a horrifying person who has done a lot of wrong things and has somehow solidly fucked up ninety percent of this fucking. Class. But it's not ninety percent. It's I like forty like percent. That's 40, the weird that's still, part. It's still like a lot. <laughs> it's it's a good through line, but it, the other ones don't serve as like uh, they don't serve as like pressure valves so that you're not getting bored of her. Mm-hmm. They serve as distractions from her bit. Like when, especially in the line of uh, what is it? Uh, uh, these two uh, wanted to lose their virginity that night. And they did, and to the DJ. Yeah, that was like, that line. Who the fuck's kind of, the DJ? That line, they definitely shanked that kick. Yeah, like they should have left, lost it to Rachel Finster, who then murdered them both, and then drove their uh, a limo off of the cliff. Like the, there was <laughs> the the escalation was mm-hmm. weird, where like she murdered someone pretty quick, and then she didn't, di- and it it was the very the. I, I didn't. I didn't like the way that. Uh, I didn't like the way they treated what was a very strong bit. But the jokes were still funny, and it, it wasn't. It didn't fail in any real way. It just could have been a lot better, and it's frustrating that it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. There, there, there were definitely a few points where you're like, all right. I mean, what? Or you're where it kind of just like 
was a whatever type of a joke. Yeah. There were just too many plateaus in it. Mm-hmm. It, I, it frustrated me. And, but the, the punchline is amazing. Yeah. Uh, the punchline is just that everyone had their future ahead of them, except for me, because I was murdered by Rachel Finster, <laughs> and I can't go to rest until she sees justice. Yeah, which would have sold the every lines about Rachel Finster thing because it would make him obsessed with Rachel Finster, knowing all of these things. But mm-hmm. uh, it's I, I mean, I'm, yeah, you I'm, know what, you know, what? in a in a rework where every single person's future has to do with Rachel Finster, uh, yeah, the the couple loses their virginity to Rachel Finster, uh, and and instead of her killing them, we just say that she cheated on they cheated on each other with her ruining that relationship. Mm, perfect, Done. absolutely perfect uh, in the same night. Yeah, uh, fucking, uh, the girl who disappears into the Appalachians, Rachel Finster gave her a shitty map. Oh, wonderful, perfect. Yeah, if you take all these little things, this becomes an amazing sketch about how this person has single-handedly ruined 80 lives, except for the inventor who invented Sentinel. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, He's the only one who gets one over on her. (laughs) And that makes it special. That's, like, that's... That, uh, exactly right. Exactly right on all counts. Uh, all right. After that, we have the first Japanese breakfast song. I liked it. It was funky. I really liked it. It was really funky. (laughs) (laughs) That's all. I mean, that's all I have to say about it. It was funky. I had fun. Yeah, this is the kind of music that I would listen to, which is the first time I've said that in many episodes, if any of these episodes. Now, you've said it before in the in 2021. God. So long ago. <laughs> so long ago. Uh, but yeah, I mean, listen, once again, we're not... Uh, if you're a big Japanese breakfast fan, email us at billyhatemail at gmail.com and let us know why we suck for not talking about it more. <laughs> We'll read it on air, and, I don't know, probably agree with you, because honestly, like, no, I the like, song was I like fine. It. Yeah, they were, I, I like really it. like it. <laughs> I probably wouldn't agree with you. I'd be like, hey, I don't know, I like that song. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, after that is Weekend Update, and we get some solid fucking jokes from Weekend Update. Weekend Absolutely. Update is a mega-packed uh, version. We have... What is it? Three? Yeah, we have three separate uh, featured segments along with just a bunch of jokes. Yep. It's wild that Alex Moffat got a featured segment because he's not leaving. Like, what if Kyle Mooney got a featured segment? And then it would make sense why there were three featured segments. Unless I'm wrong and Alex Moffat is also leaving, in which case, sorry, Alex Moffat. <laughs> <laughs> But I don't think he is. Yeah, I feel like we've known more. I don't know. I'll Google it right now. But yeah, no, it's a. Uh, yeah, it was so, a good weekend update. So uh, the first featured segment, because uh, Alex Moffat is there, you obviously know it's guy who just bought a boat. Uh, I love his level of wordplay at all times with this character. I think my favorite part was after he did the uh, Italy bit. Colin just was like, there are people visibly thick in the audience. That's right. <laughs> Specifically to the line, um... If you want to make her gabagoo. <laughs> oh, man. Ooh. 
Oh. Anyway, on to the more important featured segments. First, we have the trend forecasters and our farewell to A.D. Bryant. Oh, oh, God, I love it so much. This, I can't believe that it's gone is the thing. I know. We got, we got three of them and then A.D. decided to up and leave. <laughs> I mean, good for A.D., but it's still Good for so SNL sad. for finally doing a rule of threes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, but she can still come back. Mm-hmm. She'll host. And anytime, anytime she's back, we're going to have uh, 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 the report, and it's always mm-hmm. going to be good. Uh, I. It's just so fun. <laughs> like, their entire bit of go to bed, bitch, is so funny to me. So good. <laughs> Sometimes I accidentally say it. <laughs> <laughs> this thing needs to go to bed. Go to bed. <laughs> Bitch. Oh, so good. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad that Bowen made a friend. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so oh. good. Uh, next up, uh, and then the final featured segment is Pete Davidson making his uh, post Kanye controversy final appearance on SNL. <laughs> uh, we get some solid Joe's roasts. Right yep. at the start. Always good. Always solid, good. Solid roast of the audience to everyone looking to see if, everyone watching to see if I mentioned Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, you know, it's just a very sweet, emotional goodbye for someone who literally we got to watch grow up on SNL. Because yeah. I, I forget, I forget, he was like 22 when he got fucking hired. <laughs> He's 30 now, maybe. That could be the next Pete Davidson. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Such a good line. Uh, it was just such a cute. Everybody's goodbyes were so cute, like very mm-hmm. good, very well done, very classy, very just like made you feel. And you know, a goodbye is really good when you really don't know this person very well or their work very well, but you still feel emotional for all the stuff you didn't even see. Mm-hmm. That that's the way I felt about all of those. Yeah, I too didn't see The King of Staten Island. (laughs) (laughs) I will say, I also liked Kyle Mooney's Goodbye the Last Week with Baby Yoda. (laughs) Oh, I guess, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) This really had to put the fucking boat guy. I mean, listen, I love the fucking boat guy. I just think it makes no sense as uh, why we had a uh, a three part uh, a three featured segment uh, a weekend update and uh, we one of them had to be the boat. I don't know the bo- I don't know. I'm happy that it was. I love the boat guy. <laughs> but just swatch swip the yeah. Swip but what's Kyle? The... What's Kyle going to do? He already did Baby Yoda. No, put sw- put the boat at the back end of. Uh, he would love being at the back end. Um, at the back end of the uh, <laughs> last weekend update, and put uh, uh, the baby Yoda at the beginning of this weekend update, and then everything makes sense to me now. And you can put a little goodbye in that baby Yoda bit. Yeah. Oh, well. I don't know. it doesn't make sense to me. It's not actually a problem. <laughs> no, it's a fundamental <laughs> issue that I have with this episode. It ruins it for me. If we ruins gave it ratings, it. I dock it two points. <laughs> <laughs> Good 
go to bed, bitch. <laughs> I really thought that the trend forecasters were going to say 80 Brian at the end for stuff that's out of season. <gasps> no! I don't know. I thought that that would have been a fun good version of the goodbye also. It would be. It would be. <laughs> and, and, then Yang, and then Bo and Yang just turned to her and told her to go to bed, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and then they roll out a big bed. <laughs> but what's more A.D. Bryant than, uh, than writing a sketch in which two men need to kiss her? <laughs> Fair. Love her so much. Uh, yeah, so after Weekend Update, we have uh, the Turner Classic movie, 9.15 to 5.10, which is Weekend at Bernie's, The Office. <laughs> oh. oh. Uh, so, so back in our, back in our college improv days, we had, we had a game that was uh, a, a, almost a straight rip from Whose Line Is It Anyway? <laughs> called Probably. Dead People. No, it's like straight up the only, the only difference is that uh is that instead of instead of uh the person who's playing the dead people like being an being an actor in the scene who's trying to make it go forward they're mainly just puppets puppeteering that's the only difference that's fair <laughs> i only said maybe on account of the fact that i have watched very little who's life <laughs> anyway anyway so in this game all that there is is that uh, one of the actors is just dead weight, and the other actors have One to of move. the actors. Two of the actors are dead weight, and one <laughs> of the actors needs to play both of them in the scene. Mm-hmm. And then somebody walks on stage, and dies, dies, and then it becomes a three-person scene in which one person needs to be all of them. Anyway, so that's the entire gimmick, is that uh, you have people trying to control just fucking bags of sand, because obviously you try to be as heavy as possible <laughs> whenever anyone tries to move you. Uh, oh. This this is just that, but you get Cecily, Ego, and Heidi trying to do it to Natasha Leone, and it's just so funny, because you can tell that she's making it as difficult as humanly possible to fucking move her. <laughs> Well, they're also, like, tickling her while she's not allowed to laugh. <laughs> you can see her fucking a... just, like, squinch her entire face to try and stop it. I had a body count in dead people. <laughs> I hurt multiple people by dropping <laughs> Listen, them. Dead, dead people is a very, very scary game sometimes. <laughs> it's a hands We There have been multiple almost concussions. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. But yeah, it, this is everything... That game is awesome, and it's really funny. It is funny by its inherent design. The same as this sketch. This sketch the sketch is funny sketch. by I its inherent it so design. We get a fun Fred Armesian fucking uh, cameo in it, and then him and Kyle Mooney just walk out of a fucking window <laughs> at the end. That's end such it. a good ending. <laughs> All of the jokes were great, though you might... You might uh, uh... You might, uh, you might, uh, you might hate me for this, but, uh, I, I thought that, uh, I thought that Fred really voted in. I was not uh, happy with his performance in any way. I mean, listen, whatever. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, uh, I don't like Portlandia, so, <laughs> <laughs> if you like Portlandia, I only like, put a bird you, on it. If you like Portlandia, uh, email us at billyatemail at gmail.com. We'll read your email on the pod, and, uh, we'll see what happens. 
Same thread you... as last week. <laughs> Only I I saw I saw put a bird on it and it made me smile and I thought it was great. And then I tried to watch two other sketches and I couldn't do it. <laughs> but put a bird on it and it makes me smile. Anyway, yeah, this sketch is really really good. Mm-hmm. It's one of those fish in the blender type sketches where it's all physical comedy. Ah, oh, ah, amazing. And it's just everybody was having such a good time. <laughs> and there was there was there was so many different angles to it. There was the this takes place back in the fucking nineties. Nineties. <laughs> it's a nineties film. Is it a well that was, no, that was it was a nineties film that took place in the eighties. <laughs> I see, I see. Oh, uh, yeah, after that, we get, uh, Japanese Breakfast 2, two Gong Edition. Ah, uh, yeah, the gong was fun. The gong I like that she fun. actually hit the gong constantly. It was very mm-hmm. good. As opposed to what what I originally thought was she's gonna hit it once, and then when I heard it, and it was a little lackluster, I was like, damn, well, what a waste. And then she hit it again, and I was like, hype, we in it. We Absolutely. In it, <laughs> Absolutely. I just wish like, she started gonging the other instruments. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, too many of these, like, we had, like, a bunch of performers that, like, maybe they just, like, do it as a as a bit where they're just, like, open with a gong and then they start, like, mugging it up to the audience. Or, like, they hit a gong and, like, oh, imagine, think about how, how like, how, how what a mood it sets. But no, she was like, I brought a gong on stage and I'm going to hit the fucking gong. And she did. Every bunch. time, every time that I need to. Yeah. On beat every time. Match the drummer perfectly. <laughs> Anybody that brings a tambourine on stage now is a fucking coward because they've got a <laughs> gong on set. Uh, yeah, that's all we have to say about that. <laughs> yeah, no, the gong was great. Uh, and then our 10 minutes to one sketch, Grey Adult Pigtails, which is our final goodbye sketch for AD, Kyle, and Kate. <laughs> yeah. Quality. Quality sketch, it was fun. Yeah. Uh, the entire gimmick is just, uh, you know, if you're old and want to let people know that you smoke a lot of weed, <laughs> take your gray hair, put it into two ponytails. And, like, construction-wise, the scene, it's got a lot of great moves in it. Like, it starts with the, it starts with your standard SNL fake commercial, a bunch of people standing while we play a, a, a song. A, a Elevator pretty music. Common, yeah. Well, that one was—I forget what song it was—but it was—it was the instrumental to a popular song. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and then they start doing it, and then they do the first rug pull where they cut away, and then it's uh, don't dye your hair or use creams, put your hair in pigtails, and then they talk about like uh, their kooky, like crazy aunt stuff that they do, uh, <laughs> and then they just go into depth talking about it, and then. Uh, it slowly becomes everybody talking about their uh, their one weird boyfriend, uh, and it turns out they all share the same one weird boyfriend, uh, and it's it's a it's a fun like final twist for it, and it's just a great time. They're just <laughs> they're just a, a a wild polycule that has a, a <laughs> that all enjoys having gray hair and pigtails together. Mm-hmm. Even Kyle Moody thing. has gray pigtails because he has one here. And one one here. Oh, <laughs> such a good bit. Like it, it's it's just a it's a strong sketch. In a in a weaker night, uh, it might have been one of the best sketches. But it's 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 a solid yeah. sketch for the night. <laughs> yeah. Uh all right. That does it. So we will move on to our awards. First award is. 
Offensive Player of the Week. Uh, this goes to whoever played, uh, generally plays the weird character. They're going to be the main focus of the sketch. They're bringing uh, the funny to it. Uh, this week, uh, we had a very strong performance from our host. Uh, that's who I'm going to be giving my Offensive Player of the Week. She hit a lot of sketches. Any sketch where she was the weird, she was the fucking weird to the max. Uh, I think that she was, and once again, it's very easy to be, it's very easy to be, like, uh, the host and offensive player because you're in every sketch, but you also have to be good at, like, being the focal point, and I think she is just because of, I think it's just her pure New Yorkerness made her able to do this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I, uh, I think I'll agree with you on it. I, I'd love to give it to AD because she also performed a lot and also did a great job and also pulled a lot of weight, did a lot of great things, and it is her last show. Uh, so I will. Uh, I've done a, I've done a last <laughs> minute pivot. I, I think the host did a great job, and I love giving it to the host because they're already operating at a disadvantage, so when they manage to do it. But uh, it's AD's last show, so I'm giving it to AD. All right. Uh, defensive player of the week. This is generally someone who's going to be playing more straight man roles. They're going to be, uh, uh, more secondary characters and such. They are the ones who are pointing out, uh, the weird and amplifying it as, like, this is not normal behavior to increase the amount of laughs. Uh, they turn good sketches to great. They turn bad sketches to, to tolerable. Uh, Connor, do you have someone for defensive player of the week? I'm thinking... Uh, I mean, like, I guess I'll give it to, uh, I'll give it to the host specifically because I think that her presence in a lot of scenes that would otherwise not work would, in those two scenes that I, I enjoyed, uh, but otherwise, well, not those two scenes, that one scene, um, the, uh, what's it, uh, the dancing scene, mm -hmm. uh, I think that uh, I think that it was such an aimless scene. It missed a lot of it. It there was very little for you to rest on or truly enjoy, except for her act. Her and Keenan just like being fun to watch and act together. And she was in more things than Keenan. Mm -hmm. um, so I'll, I'll give it to her. But there was not a lot of defensive play that's yeah. worth. Not or if there was defensive play, it wasn't focused on one person. Mm -hmm. Uh, my defensive uh, player of the week, I'm going to go with A.D. Bryant, actually. Okay, uh, I think I think that her in Adult Pigtails uh, really helped. She's always been more of the balancing factor for Kate McKinnon's weird. She's, mm. don't get me wrong, in a lot of her sketches, she is the weird. But when her and Kate are together, she's very much supposed to be the straight man of the two in, in a world where there are no straight men. <laughs> Because even her at her most serious is fucking silly as hell. <laughs> yeah, but, absolutely. But I think she does good defensive work. And, you know, it's it's her last show, and I think she fucking knocked it out of the park. I love Kate, but AD, you know, I think did a better job for the episode as a whole. Yeah. Uh, all right, and we've got our final award, Sketch of the Night. This is just our favorite Sketch of the Night. Uh, Connor, do you want to go first, or do you want absolutely. some time to think? Nope, uh, it's the this is the dead people sketch. I love it so much. I love everything about it. I love, I love the, I love the the weird '60s pastiche they're doing. I love the, 
I love every single plot beat in it. I love the fact that it ends with two people jumping out a window thinking that they were walking out of a door. To go um, to the police. And, <laughs> and then specifically, they it shows like weird it shows like a, a picture of a building and then like hills <laughs> of them drip, dropping out of it. I loved the the every single physical gag they did was a lot of fun, especially the pouring drinks. And it just uh, everything about it is it plays to everything that I love, and I I it's very good, very very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, my sketch of the night is going to be the Yankee sketch. I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker for. I'm a sucker for just radio goes horribly wrong because someone's just saying shit. <laughs> and I I think I think that like that was the besides dead people sketch, which I think was solid for its physical comedy. I think this is the most like put together sketch. Where they this is where they spent all of their time because she had a lot to say and it's just her monologuing pretty much as Mikey Day's like let's talk about baseball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, that's it. We will be back uh, sometime midsummer uh, to uh, do our superlatives. Uh, keep an eye out on r slash live from New York if you want to get into the fan reaction, the fan uh, decision portion. Um, <laughs> so how it's going to work, how, how it's going to work, and Connor's finding out about this right now on air, is, <laughs> is, for each, is for each category there's going to be my pick, Connor's pick, and audience pick, which is just going to be whoever responds to a fucking poll that I'm going to send out. On the internet for free. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, all right, and until then, uh, continue to support local comedy and have a wonderful day. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>